Hello and welcome back to the Don't Forget to Write podcast. My name is Michael Head and I am so excited about what we're going to talk about today. Today on episode four, we're going to talk about something that I believe is very scary. It's also something that most of the population is not willing to look at and not willing to deal with. And so stay tuned for episode four. In the past five years, 45 professional athletes, some of the best athletes in the world, died from cardiovascular-related sudden death. These athletes died from something they didn't even know was happening. They looked totally fine on the outside, but on the inside, they were dying. And in each of us, we have some monsters inside of us. And the truth is, are we willing to look at these monsters? I mean, one example is when my son uh, was a little bit younger, he ran into our room and he says, Dad, and by the way, when you're sleeping and your child runs into your room and wakes you up, that is one of the most scary things ever. And he says, I think there's a monster under my bed. I am hearing a monster under my bed. And by the way, even as a, a father, I'm supposed to be the protector. I'm supposed to be the one that takes care of everything. That's scary because if I go into his room and I look under the bed and there's a monster, it's over. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm out. See you later. God bless. And so he says, can you come look? And I'm like, oh, should I go look? I go into his room and I say, hey, I want you to look under the bed first. And he obviously says no. So I had to. And I looked under there and praise the Lord, there was no monster. There was absolutely nothing under his bed. And I said, I want you to look under your bed as well. Look under your bed and I want you to see there is nothing here. And he was so scared to do that. He was so scared to see if there was anything there or not. And so eventually he came down, I held his hand and he saw that there was nothing there. And so what about you? Are you willing to look at the monsters? And no, I'm not talking about the monsters under your bed. I'm talking about the things inside of us that truly are slowing us down and possibly killing us slowly. Are you willing to look at those things? I know for me that there were things happening in my life and it wasn't a pretty thing. I didn't even understand what was happening because the truth is I waited too long to deal with some of the monsters that were happening inside of me and I continued to push them down and hide them and push them in corners until I crashed and I almost burned. I mean, you can see whenever monsters, if you will, are are coming up and you can see when things are happening because you'll start to say things that, man, it's not really like you to say. And then you'll say to yourself, where did that come from? And everyone's looking like, yeah, where did that come from? Why are you being this way? Why are you saying these things? And the truth is we get really good at covering up our heart. And we can deflect the issue and we can blame some of our outbursts. We can blame some of our actions on our upbringing. We can blame it on, man, I'm just tired and, and that's why that happened. Or you can blame it on somebody else. It's very easy to pass the blame onto a friend or a family member. You can blame it on stress. I'm just so stressed out. You can even blame it on Satan. Like he gets a lot of credit for the way that people react and the way that, that people live their life. Or you can just say, man, I, I didn't mean it or it was just a joke. And we can promise that we didn't mean it, but the truth is, we just didn't mean to say it out loud. And so, where does this come from? Again, we can pass the blame and say other things, but the truth is, Jesus, he would say, 
it comes from your heart. And when you have turned off the safety of your life and the safety of your heart, it comes out and it's going to come out at home around those that you're closest to. They see the true you. Even in Matthew 15, verse 18, it says, But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. What originates in the secret place won't always be a secret. It will go public at any moment. And so, I don't know where you're at, but I do know that there are people with these inner conflicts that are happening and you know that something is going on inside of you. And, and, and when we know that and we don't normally want to deal with it, it's for so many different reasons. Maybe it's because of the judgment on ourselves and you think, man, I'll just push through and, and I'll get over it. Or maybe it's because the thoughts of what we think other people are going to think of us, which I talked about on a previous episode. But are you willing to do something about it? Are you willing to get on the ground, look underneath the bed, and deal with the monster that slowly is destroying you? For me, I had no choice because I couldn't continue the path I was on or I truly wouldn't make it. What I dug up was something not easy at all. It was years and years of childhood trauma that compounded and created in me these triggers and trauma responses that became unbearable. And I remember thinking that I am done in life. I remember thinking that there is no reason for me to continue because of the judgment and because of what other people are going to think of me. In ministry, nobody's going to respect me ever again. And that I now am nothing because of all this junk that I was feeling and that I was going through. I even know that when I booked my tickets to on-site, when I booked my flight, and I felt, man, if people find out that I'm doing this, I am done. And I remember my sweet wife, Erica, who, by the way, is just a warrior and just an amazing woman of God. And I'm so blessed to have her by my side, especially when we were going through these hard times. And I remember her saying, she doesn't care. She doesn't care about those other people. She doesn't care what people are thinking. All she cares about is getting her husband back. So it was very difficult as I started this journey of becoming a better version of myself and taking a deep dive on my mental health. And there are even times when when people would ask me, hey, Michael, don't say anything about where you've been or, or what you've gone through or because, man, they're just not going to understand and you don't need that in your life. And I'm just going to say that is craziness. I am now okay with not having it all together because nobody has it all together. I tried to act like I had it all together for a very long time and, well, it didn't work. And since sharing my journey, I've seen multiple people who are at the end of their rope and in such a deep, dark hole, and they reached out. And God was able to use my story. Why? Because they heard a little bit of my story. Again, I don't share everything. I'm very smart and very cautious of what I say and who I share it with. And I also, not everybody gets to know my full story. And I don't want to share everything with everybody because some of that is very precious to me. But the truth is the things that I do share and the ways that I have been able to reach out to others and people have reached out to me, I have seen God use it and set people free. And I cannot imagine if I would listen to some of those voices the voices that said, hey, Michael, stop. Don't tell anybody. Keep it all in. I can't imagine where those people would be right now if I didn't share my story. And so in future episodes, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into dealing with people who truly, honestly, they just don't understand. And they say things like, don't, don't say anything. Or they say hurtful things like, just suck it up, get over it. Or even worse, hey, just pray more. You're obviously not praying more. And that's why you're so down. 
These things hurt. And I totally understand. And I understand why people say it, because they don't understand. And so I'm going to discuss in some future episodes of how to, of how to deal with that and even what to say to people whenever they are in a deep hole. Just remember, never let those who minimize how severe your mental struggles are to stop you from getting the help you need. Only you will be left responsible for your healing. And Christ has called you to live in freedom. And so therapy is something that many feel is not needed until it's too late. Many people feel that therapy is not for them, and they think it's only for those that are crazy. You may even hear things like, you should go to therapy, which is shorthand for, I think you're crazy, go pay for someone to fix you. We don't normally do things that we should do anyways. We usually do the things we want to do. Look at it like physical health. You work out and you eat healthy, either because your doctor said Uh, If you don't work out and eat healthy, you're going to continue to get very sick and you're going to die a little earlier than you wanted to. Or you can work out and eat healthy because you want to feel good and because you know it makes life better that way. So there's two different approaches to our physical health. One is on illness and the other one is on wellness. Therapy is so unique in that it acts as a psychological equivalent of both the doctor and the gym. We should go to therapy to treat problems as well as improve an already decent life. The sad part is so many wait until it is way too late and it ends up costing us more than you ever thought. I don't know how you handle it whenever a, a light comes up on your dash, but for me, it stresses me out. It, I, and obviously, I don't even know what they are. I'll have to look in the book. I'll call somebody. I'll YouTube it to see what that light means. But the truth is, when it comes up, I want to get it fixed as fast as possible. Why? Because it is warning us of something that is happening underneath and something that we should get looked at. Maybe a tire is low. Maybe your oil is low. Not sure what lights are coming on on your dash of your car. But if we continue to drive with those lights on, eventually it's going to cost us more than it would have been if we would have just fixed it from the start. And so it makes sense for people to be scared And it makes sense for people not to want to do those sorts of things. I mean, getting on the floor and looking underneath for the monster is truly hard work and it is very scary. For some, we just like it to stay there and make its noise and we'll just get over it. And our culture has such a negative stigma on therapy, saying that it's, you know, it's a bad thing. It's only for the, for the psychos. And it is very hard for most people to accept, man, I need to slow down and go get some help, especially for high profile people. And even worse for Christians and some that even work in churches and they feel that they need to keep up a certain image. And if people found out they're in therapy, they feel like it's all over. And again, I totally understand that. And I tried to keep up an image that wasn't real and I could not go on. Just remember that there was only one person who was perfect and his name is Jesus. I would have never thought that God would be able to use me like he is now. It truly blows my mind. And again, we see as we continue in Matthew 15, verse 20, these are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Here's what he's saying. Washing our hands does not fix the issue. Cleaning just the outside is not the answer. We have to get to the heart and we have to pull that ugly, nasty monster out. And for some, it could be real ugly, kind of like what I have, have pulled out and what I am, am seeing from my past. 
And maybe for some, it's just a little baby one. Maybe it's a little baby Yoda-looking monster. It's not that big of a deal. And maybe for you, that little thing, though, has been kind of eating at you for some time. And, and I encourage you to look at it. And also, if you know someone that you feel, quote, should go to therapy, please be smart in how you handle it. I would advise you, if you've not done the work yourself, then it may be really hard for you to suggest for that person to go and get some help. It's easy to respect somebody who says, man, here's where I've been, and I encourage you to do this, versus trying to get somebody to go to a place where you're not willing to go yourself. And as we close this out, here are some other reasons that therapy is a really good idea. Number one, it can make your marriage great. Number two, it helps you to be a fantastic parent. Remember that your kids are watching you, and your kids are learning from you on how you handle life. And a great gift that I gave my family this year was not this super powerful dad who acted like I have it all together, who, you know, dealt with things in a way that looked like a Superman. No, I tried that for a long time. The gift that I gave my, my, my family is somebody who was actually willing to work on themselves and to dig deep and to show emotion. And now my kids have a dad that they can say, my dad worked on himself and my dad cared about us so much that he was willing to work really hard to do those things. You know, you are the only example that your kiddos are going to see. And so what are you showing them? Number three is thrive in your career. Again, these are reasons that I believe therapy is a good idea. Number four, understand your purpose in life more. You can truly come to understand more of that while you're in therapy. Another great reason is to let go and to forgive. In therapy, you have moments that you can actually forgive people. And and forgiving people doesn't mean that you forget it. It just means, you know what, it's not going to slow you down anymore. It's a place to practice different emotions. And one last thing that I really believe is true about a reason to seek help is, man, that's one hour a week that you get to completely focus on yourself. And I think sometimes you can lose yourself by helping so many other people. And so take an hour. Take time for you for once. So what do we do? The root is the issue. I would encourage you, pull it out. Pull it out. Don't just cut off the top of it. Dig down deep and pull that nasty monster out. And the root of it is going to come up. And it may be deep and it may be muddy and it may be disgusting. But the truth is, just pull the weed up. I have learned that God uses the broken and that I am actually more in tune with the Lord than I ever have been. I love the Lord with all of my heart, with all of my soul, and now I am learning to love Him with all of my mind, a mind that is healing and more clear than ever. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Don't Forget to Write podcast. Again, you guys who are leaving reviews and uh, the likes, man, thank you so much. Uh, If you haven't done that, please go to iTunes or Spotify and just leave a short review. That kind of helps us out as as this podcast is kind of moving up the charts a little bit. And so if you could do that, man, that would be really cool. Also, Thank you for sharing this. I love hearing about how you shared it with a friend or a family member. And man, it it helped them. And for some, it has helped them take a next step in their life for freedom. And so continue to do that. And we will see you next time right here on the Don't Forget to Write podcast.